After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio. On their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m., I think. Anyway, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. We've got content there on all the South Florida teams and more. If you're a Yankee fan, yes, we've got a lot of Yankee fans in South Florida. So there's actually a new podcast that's up there. So you can find a lot of stuff. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Also, fivereasonsports.com. Spell that one out. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Hussam Patel, and others. We had a bunch of folks at Dolphins Camp today, so you'll be getting coverage of that on all of our platforms and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We tell you this all the time for fantasy, use the code five that's F I V E at prize picks. You can get prize picks, the Google apps, excuse me, the Google play store. They don't like to combine those, the Google play store, the app store, prizepicks.com. but you got to use that code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. They've got the MLB on there and they have the NFL futures. I told you, should have gone over on everything with Tua before he threw one sixty-five yard pass to Tyreek Hill. Now it's too late. No, you can go check it out. Go to Prize Picks. Use the code five. Get your initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars. And for all your premium CBD, go to TherapistPreferred.com. Use the code five RSN. That's the number five RSN. Twenty-five percent off premium CBD at TherapistPreferred.com. And now today's episode. Down Yikes. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs, where here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs, just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all, kept the floor playing, got an all band, y'all seen the block, stop with one hand, and Pat we trust, it's power have the guts, we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander and just Greg Sylvander because this is the old guy portion of the podcast. We do not need Brady. We gave Brady a week off. Hopefully he's not been traded anywhere else. We gave Alex a little bit of time off as well because he's kind of in the middle of this stuff, but not quite as young as Brady, but a lot younger than us. So what we're going to be doing here is we kind of wait for something to happen with the Heat is we're going to go back into their history a little bit. And what we did was we engaged our subscribers on our off-the-floor feed. You can find the link to that on Five Reasons Twitter. It's pinned up there. And we engaged our, uh, our followers there. We appreciate We're up to almost 500 subscribers. Um, who are paying $3 a month to get extra content from us. One of the things we do is we look for their help with episodes. So what we ask for, and we're going to do a series of these episodes 
was we're doing some top fives in heat history. And we're just and a little bit different too. Like not just, we will probably do the five biggest plays in heat history and all that, but we want to do some unconventional stuff to pull up some names that maybe people hadn't thought of. So I have covered the team since 1996 in some capacity. I watched their first eight years prior to that. I was, I, as people know, I was more of a Nick fan at that point because my, I'm from New York. I was a fan of the Riley years in New York as well, but I started covering the heat. You lose your allegiances. Uh, and I started covering them in 96. Greg, your, your, your history with the heat also starts 88, correct? Um, no, I would be lying if I said that. I would say I have a photographic memory of everything that's taken place from the 91, 92 season to today. Okay, fair. And that's, that's long enough because I don't think we're going to be doing a lot of episodes about John Shasky and Jim Rowinski. Uh, and Anthony Taylor, and I can pull some other names out of my ass, but basically uh, we're, we're, we're going to go forward from there a little bit. But obviously most people are more familiar with the Riley years. Most people are more familiar specifically with, I mean, the old heads are familiar with the Zotimi years, but more beyond that, it's kind of the Shaq years forward through the big three. Most of our Twitter audience, I would say their recollection goes back to Shaq. Probably that's, that's about it. Maybe Dwayne getting drafted uh, in 03 and not much beyond that, but we're going, to, we're going to try to incorporate everything. So the first episode we're going to do here is the five most underrated players in heat history. And, and this is a tough one because when people think of underrated, overrated, sometimes they think of contract. They think of, again, what they were supposed to provide to the team at the time, maybe where they fit in terms of their role. And so we threw this out there. We got a ton of names on our off the floor feed. Greg has sent some names. I have some names. We're going to try to whittle these down to five, but we're going to discuss some of the names first. And then after the break, we'll try to collaborate on some kind of a top five here. So I'm going to, um, why don't you start? Give me a couple that came off the off the floor feed and let's just quickly discuss them. So a couple that I thought, and shout out to everyone who um, gave us responses, uh, particularly, I want to start with, with Elon, because he mentioned he was the only subscriber to mention Dwayne Wade and that, you know, basically what he brought will always be underrated. And you know what? I kind of agree with him, but no, some other, uh, other good ones, Steve Smith, James Posey, Luol Dang. I got Alonzo Mourning in 2006, which is a good one. Jason Williams, Joel Anthony, Mario Chalmers, um, UD, that, that was a good start. Ronnie Cycli. Some people took it way, way back. Um, I, 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 That's I don't a know. Tough that, one. If, if yeah. you're going to go back to that era, he's Let's not, not who I would choose. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he's not, I don't think he was un, I don't think he was underrated. I mean, he, he was, he was their first. He was their only choice. rated player. Right. At that point. I mean, I, I think Steve Smith is one of the most underrated players like of like his era. Um, I don't know necessarily that his heat time, I guess part of it, it, it seems like he really more broke out after he left. Um, Glenn Rice again was really good in Miami was better after he left um, and, and kind of got his own team from that era. I mean, Sherman Douglas, I liked him a lot. He may have actually been overrated. Um, it's tough. Kevin Edwards was kind of underrated as a two guard, but again, would he have even gotten that opportunity if, if they weren't like, you know, expansion or close to expansion at that time. So I, I think we can pass over most of that era. I think Keith Askins was underrated for what he provided. I, I I'll throw a shout out to Keith who's remained in the organization. Um, but I, I'm going to pass over that. Let, let me go through some of the names that you talked about here. Cause I think, I mean, there's different categories. Uh, typically a lot of underrated players, it's synonymous with role players. 
So you have a lot of role players on the list. In fact, one that I, I think that was not mentioned that I think was one of the most underrated players um, because I think he was just taken for granted uh, to a certain degree was PJ Brown. Like I, I, f- I feel like PJ was extremely underrated for what he provided for that team. And I, I know that that team didn't advance to where everybody hoped they would. And ultimately the trade was made, but I would put PJ up there. I, I think you've mentioned Dan Marley as somebody I think yeah. who is underrated. And, and I think Dan's underrated for what you said before we got on, because I think the perception is white guy easily hunted on defense. He was not, uh, he was, he was an anchor to their defense. Um, in a lot of ways, even though he didn't have the athleticism that he had when he was really, you know, that Thunder Dan from Phoenix. Um, if you said I got to send one guy to the top five and like that's my choice and he and he gets to go automatically, I would choose Dan Marley. That's how and, strongly and, I feel about it. And that's that's fair. And you know who I'm going to say is one of my five that you mentioned? I'm going to throw Rio in there. I, th- I think Rio was extremely underrated for what he provided. And I and part of it was because of you know him getting yelled at and all that and, and everything but it took a certain type of player to be able to withstand that like not everybody could have played with those three guys and people forget he started 82 games as a rookie when he wasn't a point guard in college um and and, and Dwayne trusted him he defended uh he didn't really complain about his role okay i mean obviously he thought he was the best player on the floor in all circumstances but he didn't complain about his role he made big shots for them and really, other than the 2014 NBA Finals against the Spurs, when I know, and a lot of people don't know, Rio was going through a lot of personal stuff at that point, and he was pretty much unplayable during that series to the point that LeBron approached me on the court after his press conference and said, what the hell is wrong with him? Um, <laughs> he was going through a bad, bad spell there. But other than that, he didn't really disappoint. Like, it was typically them trying to replace him and like whether it was with Carlos Arroyo or Mike Bibby, and then Rio ended up being the better player. I'm I'm I am stamping Rio as one of my top five. I I, I, think... I co-sign that stamp. So okay, so so so, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have Rio and we're gonna have Morley from that era. Um, but I want to go through a couple of others, and then we'll get to some of the more bigger names. You, you mentioned role guys. I think Posey was underrated, no question. Um, I he's a big reason they won the championship that year. Um. Birdman was on a list. Uh, yeah, Birdman, um, Luol Deng, Joel Anthony, Jay Will got a lot of Jay Will. Well, Rio, uh, as you all right, before before you get to Jay Will, let, let's let's get into Luol Deng for a second because I, I this is a complicated one. I I feel like it's hard to call Luol Deng underrated, even though I think his season was underrated. I I think that what he did in fifteen sixteen, sliding over to the four, which really catalyzed them when Bosch went out, was underrated. But when when Pat Riley calls it the biggest signing in like in, in NBA history or heat history, because he was basically failed to live LeBron. up to that billing. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't put Lou on. I like Lou a lot. I, I can't put Lou on that list for that reason. And plus, I mean, Lowell Dang basically eliminated the heat in 2007 in that sweep. And, you know, it, it's hard to call him underrated. So I'm going to take him off the list. Okay. Um, but like I said, the Steve Smith, the James Posey, Cycle Zoe in 06. I, I you can't have Zoe on any underrated list <laughs> related no. to the heat, and it's I, just too we're, we're getting too um, it's, it's we're qualifying it too much by being like 06. How about like game six of 06? Right. You know, like right. we can't really do that, so no, I'm with you there as well. Uh, Joel Anthony is an interesting one, and here's what I'll say I'm not going to put him on my top five, okay? And I know everybody made fun of the hands, okay? The war. 
know, he was the warden. Okay. But he was kind of Edward scissor hands in terms of catching the ball and all that. And I still have going through my head, like the look on LeBron's face when he would realize he passed it into a bit, you know, anywhere near the basket. But again, he was a guy they kept trying to replace. Like they tried, trusted him. That, right. They tried Ogalskis. They tried Dampier. They tried McGlore. They tried Turioff. They tried all those guys. And who did they end up coming back to and continue to give a role to Joel Anthony? And the one story I always tell about Joel, they, the players really liked him. Like he had a role on the team. He was, it, they all kind of made fun of him, but not in the same way that they did Cham- Chalmers. But he and he and Rio were close like that. That was the friendship between the two of them. And I always remember this because I was at uh, it was in D.C. The Heat were it was a shoot around before they played the Wizards. And we were at the shoot around and, and they would shoot around at Georgetown. So like it was way up the hill and in the back of the campus. Okay. And it was always this issue for us trying to figure out how to get out of there. Cause I don't even think at the time Ubers were a thing. I, I might be wrong about that, but I think we were waiting for a taxi to come up there. And, and so I, I remember walking out with Joe Goodman and it was probably Shandell. Maybe it was Ira and the, everybody got on the bus. And by the time that, <laughs> The bus got back to the hotel because they were staying nearby. LeBron went to sleep. That's what I was told. He took a nap. And when he woke up, Joel had been traded. Uh, that was the day that Joel was traded. And LeBron woke up furious that Joel was traded. Um, and that night, they gave up 73 in the first half to the Wizards. Like, they quit in th- that night. And that, all, that told me a little bit of what the guys on the team thought of Joel Anthony. So I actually... I'm going to put him on the fringe. I, I think I think it's fair to put him on the fringe. But you mentioned Agreed. another good one. And then after the break, I'm going to get to two that I really want to consider here. Jay Will. Um, he he made one of the most remarkable transformations I've ever seen. I hated that trade. I, I was like, how the hell is Jay Will going to play in the heat system next to Dwayne? He wasn't a good defender in Sacramento. Uh, he He obviously the ball skills were elite, but he was kind of an inconsistent shooter when he came, he was known for having an attitude. He was difficult with the media. There are a whole bunch of things that were, but honestly, he was great. <laughs> he really was. And he won them that Detroit game. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. That's the game. I What was he 10 for 10 or something like that? It he, was yeah. He was six. amazing. It was the closeout game. Um, so yeah, that plus just, um, I, I'll always remember him with the champagne after they won in 06 and, and basically, uh, everyone reminding him that like they can never take that away from him because there was just so much talk of him being flash over substance and that that kind of stuff would never be able to win. And he really tailored his game in a way that um, that fit in Miami for this one particular period. Uh, I don't know that it would have lasted much longer and it didn't last much longer, but for that particular run, he was exactly what they needed because uh, you know, the year before Damon Jones just didn't have enough. And you saw that difference when they had Jay will and still instead running point. Um, this show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what, if time was unlimited, How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So I like Jay Will. I don't know if he is going to make the underrated top five, but he's an interesting name to have in the mix. I remember the champagne because it was sprayed in my face. I'm not an effing cancer. That's what he was saying. That's it. Thank going you. Going around the locker room. See, you remember better than I. I was watching it on TV. Mm, yeah. Well, I didn't really enjoy it stinging my eyes, but it's okay. It was a fun experience. And, and plus, Zoe, at that point, Zoe was answering one question from Rachel Nichols. And the answer actually took 17 minutes. Um, let's after the break, we're going to get into a couple of guys that I, I want to consider here um, kind of from the nineties. And then also uh, from just a little bit after that, actually three guys, three guys that I want to consider. Uh, and we'll see if we can include them on the list before we do. So I've another great sponsor, the five reasons sports network, our friend, Mark Brown, you got to reach out to him at markbrownpa.com. That's markbrownpa.com. He's based in North Lauderdale couple of things that Mark can help you with. Okay. Real easy. He's got a great, uh, great office staff there. Again, they're based in North Lauderdale, just North Cypress Creek off of Andrews. You need an estate plan. So to reach out to Mark and he'll get you set up for the future. He gave me all the forms, explained everything to me. I made sure that whatever it is that I have from the silly podcast goes where it's supposed to go. Uh, MarkBrownPA.com again, based in North Lauderdale. The other thing he's got is a title company in-house. We know the real estate market's a little bit confusing right now. You don't want to deal with a confusing, complicated closing. Okay. He will handle that for you. No matter how incompetent the other side is, and I can speak to this personally because he had to handle one for me that was like that. You can reach out to Mark and he'll do it for you. 954-566-5678. Big Miami Heat fan. 954-566-5678. Mark Brown. That's with a C. MarkBrownPA.com. All right, I got three more names with that I want to discuss. And, and it's funny because one of these names you mentioned, and I didn't think we were actually going to get to him, but he was going to be on my list too. And, and I think this is another circumstance of like people kind of forgetting what a player was brought in to do and then what the expectation level became. I think Anthony Carter deserves consideration, not just because he's a coach on the staff, um, but AC, like I, I remember – when AC came in and if you remember the, the late nineties heat, if anybody listens to this podcast does 
they they kept the same team together, but they kept switching the backup point guard behind yep. Tim, right? That's Erdok, when that's what, Terry right? Porter. It, it it was it was Terry Porter. It was John Crod. It was Mur. Well, I'm sorry. It was Murdoch, Porter, who was towards the end, but still effective after he came in from Portland. Crotty. And then they didn't have a guy for the fourth year. And Anthony Carter, they, they used to practice at LaSalle, okay, high school. And so Pat's office was upstairs. And the player, and it was always funny because whenever Timmy or Zoe needed something from Pat, they would go up there sometimes with PJ. And then you'd watch them go up to talk to Pat. And then they'd walk down shaking their heads all upset because they had asked Pat for something that he didn't provide. <laughs> So, so and like then a moment to down. breathe, right? Well, it was, it would be like tickets or something for the family, something, whatever. Okay. They, they, or, you know, maybe go to Vegas after this trip or whatever. And, and literally like Pat would come down, he'd have his little card in his back pocket. Okay. Where I still don't know if any of that stuff was real, but it'd be a bunch of, you know, it'd be, it'd be what they were doing in practice, but also a bunch of stats. Okay. That the media, we could never decipher them. So we didn't know whether they were real or not. So he could have said anything. Okay. This is, here's the percentage of this guy in terms of executing lock and trail on defense. Like we had no idea. He would just throw us out. So anyway, they'd be at LaSalle, but basically where Anthony Carter caught their attention was that they were running some scrimmages in training camp and AC's team was winning every game. Okay. Even against Tim's teams. And that's basically how he won the job. And then if you remember that rookie year, like Tim got hurt. And oh, uh, yeah. a couple of times. And then even in the playoffs and Anthony Carter was the point guard in the three Oh sweep of Detroit. It was where, huge. Well, huge where Grant Hill got hurt. Now everybody got, and also he had that shot over the backboard again, right in front of me at Madison square garden um, that probably shouldn't have counted, but, and everybody was celebrating AC uh, in Madison square garden and recognized, I mean, not in the city, you know, for those two days. But I, I think this is one of those cases where, he was perfect for his role. And then he kind of got once as Timmy got older and broken down and kind of overweight, uh, their expectation level went up on AC and then he got the contract and everybody expected him to suddenly be a knockdown shooter, which he wasn't. And so it, everybody was kind of unhappy with him. And then of course, now he's just known basically as the guy whose contract was voided because his agent who otherwise has been an incredibly competent agent throughout his entire career, Bill Duffy, forgot to file the paperwork and that led to AC uh, going out, which ultimately down the road led to Shaq coming in. Okay. So I, I guess you wouldn't say he's underrated in terms of his role in heat history, but I think he's underrated as a player. I, he, he was important to them. I'm going to throw him out, but I got two more for you. And I think we need to pick between these because it looks like we got charmers and Marley, but I'm going to go to two others. Um, that same era, Deshaun Leonard, I, I think is underrated historically. Um, I will say he was not my favorite guy to cover. Uh, he was a little difficult, quiet. I'm just being straight on this. But um, I think as a player, I, he, he shot 40% from three over five years with the Heat. He was largely a starter on teams that won a lot of games. Yeah. And he played with Tim, who, let's just be honest, Tim was not an elite defender, particularly at that point of his career. He was small. He didn't have the quickness that he had in Golden State, and he was never a great defender there either. He was, I mean, Tim Hardaway was never Gary Payton on that end. And, and yet he, he held up with his man. He mostly started ahead of Marley for most of that time. And, and you look at it, I mean, he only, he only attempted about four and a half at most threes per game because it was not as a different era. 
like Vashawn Leonard in today's game, like that would have been a player that the Heat would have wanted to keep, right? We know how they value shooting. I, I think he's in the mix too. I, I think both those guys are in the mix. Le- Leonard and Anthony Carter were like, when we're seeing Max Struess and Gabe Vincent do what they do today, like these were the first iterations of that in Miami in terms of as we, you know, we talk heat culture, which, you know, I love to sprinkle in. Um, You're right. Like, I think that, I don't know if I'm going to put him all the way up at the top because in my experience with that team, he was always the guy that I wanted them to upgrade for. Like, and let's all be honest, every heat fan was just screaming for Mitch Richmond for probably two and a half years. And I was one of them. Um, And, you know, PJ Brown, you talk about him being up on the list. Like he was never being moved. That was like the key piece there, but it was always about getting Vashawn Leonard out and, and an upgrade at the two. So for me, um, it's hard for me. I, I guess maybe he was underrated, underrated when you base it on that. He was undrafted. He was completely a diamond in the rough type find, but, um, not long enough. I, 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 I don't know. I'm moving off the Sean. Uh, by the way, he was drafted. He was a second round pick. He's just not, was he really? Pick. Yeah, he oh. was, he, he was drafted by Denver, I believe, but he, yeah, he was not, he was not their pick. I understand it. It's a little similar. You talk about, yeah, everybody wanted Mitch Richmond uh, to me, like Mitch Richmond was like the Donovan Mitchell, like, of then like everybody wanted Mitch but also Mitch was from here Mitch may be the best player that was ever produced from 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 certainly from Broward County so I mean along with Eddie Jones and and you know, Keon and there are a few others but uh he, he was up there and you know people really wanted Mitch I mean it, and and they and Riley thought he had Mitch a couple times too uh before Mitch 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 is a Mitch you know is the answer a trivia question because he 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 is a champion but you wouldn't have known it because he, he just he was like the, the 15th man on a Laker team at the end of his career. But uh, they all wanted Mitch. All right. So we're going to have trouble getting to five here. But if, if we don't go over Sean, so I got one more name for you. And this name is going to blow you away because because this no, because I'll tell you, because this is one of those first thing. Well, there are two names. OK, so, so maybe we'll discuss both of them. The first one, and this was mentioned by others, is Chris Bosh. And, and that is all context. I mean, you have a guy who's a Hall of Famer. How can a Hall of Famer be underrated? but he was certainly underrated in terms of the role that he filled with the heat. Uh, there's yeah. no question. Okay. Because all there was a lot of revisionist history over the past three or four years. And particularly since Chris got the blood clots and he retired, but Thank I you. was in that during that time, they were Chris, ugly to him back then. And yes, time. yes. Chris was by the fans. Chris was, it was always how many rebounds Chris had. Nobody looked at anything else he did. It's a little similar to the BAM dialogue right now where it's always about what he doesn't do instead of what he does do. And there are some similarities there in terms of personality and all that stuff. Uh, but I, I think Chris deserves consideration for this. You know, that sounds weird, but the other guy, and you probably got disagree with me about this, but I covered these teams. I think Jamal Mashburn is underrated in heat history. And, and I, I, I know you're going to go to the shot and passing it up. And it's like one play defines a guy's career. And I know that Jamal did not produce the numbers in the playoffs until he got off the heat and played. That's, against the, that's, heat. that's the kicker, Ethan. He didn't I get it. A little like Eddie Jones, okay, in that regard, okay, in terms of, you know, not really coming through when it mattered most. So I understand it, but man, he was so important to those teams. There were there were stretches where he carried them offensively, and he could do. He would have been as look as a stretch four in today's game. Like Jamal Mashburn would have been unbelievable. Like he he could do everything. I mean, I I, I always remember him setting up on the baseline, operating from there. 
He could handle. He was a pretty decent passer. He was a better defender, I think, than the people gave him credit for. Part um, of why they got uh, by with Anthony Carter was because Jamal Mashburn was setting up the offense, bringing up the ball, a lot mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. He was a point forward in a lot of ways for them. Um, uh, you know, if you think about how well Mashburn played his first year in Charlotte after that trade took mm-hmm. place, if that was the Mashburn that was aside Philly or aside Timmy Philly. Oh my gosh. Timmy and Zoe in 96, 97 or in 98, one of those teams. I mean, that was a different type of Jamal match. But you know why though? But you know why? Cause you mentioned it. He didn't fit with Timmy and Zoe personality wise. Yeah. See, see T- Timmy and Zoe were like fire and ice. Okay. Like, I mean, very different in the way they operated. Zoe parroted everything that Pat said, total acolyte, total in line. Tim was always challenging stuff, but there were a lot of problems behind the scenes between Mash and the two of them, particularly between Mash and Timmy. I, I remember a couple of meetings that I'd heard about or, or locker room incidents. They just didn't click. Okay. Now maybe it, it's moved over over the years and maybe again, I wasn't getting all of the information, but I feel like he, he, Mash during his career would carry a briefcase around. Okay. He, he was a great basketball player in Kentucky. I mean, he's minted in Kentucky for the rest of his life, but he was always thinking about life beyond basketball when he was playing basketball. Like it was more than basketball to him. It's similar to Bosch, similar to some other guys. Um, and it's paid off for Jamal because Jamal is really rich now <laughs> after basketball. He's, he's done great. And he's in Miami all the time. And obviously his son's playing. Uh, but but I, I think as a player, again, I, I know the playoff stuff, the playoffs tell but I do think that his overall heat career was a little bit underrated. I know his numbers, he averaged about 15 here um, after being in the twenties, low twenties with with Dallas with some bad teams, but I don't know. I think I covering him. I thought he, I thought he was underrated. I I thought he got a bad rap too much of the time. The offense, again, unless they were off the floor, the offense went through Tim and Zoe and and Jamal had to kind of find his way. Uh, So I throw him in there, but I, I think as we look at our list, we didn't really come up with anybody from the modern era so much. Um, oh, but I want to throw Bam up in the mix because I think eventually we're going to be talking about him the same way we are with CB. I'm glad you alluded to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know that anyone wants to listen to Bam Adebayo is underrated talk at this exact moment because of the way the offseason has gone with Kevin Durant looming. But he deserves a mention, I think, just because there's so many things you can't see in the box score, can't see on offense necessarily. Um, so he is, I think, to some degree underrated, but I don't know how much so. Like, what do, I think now we're, I'm starting to get a little biased. All right. So I think we've agreed on Marley and Chalmers. I think, I think in AC, honestly. And then it kind of becomes a mess. Joel Anthony, Jay Will, CB. Mash for me, Bashan. So maybe we'll just let the listeners decide on that one and decide the others. But I, to Chris Bosch, I think we could put Bosch. Yeah. I'm telling you who my number one is, and I'm not just pandering here because I want to give him a podcast. Rio, we love you. Thanks to our sponsors, Prize Picks. Use the code five, use the code five, get your initial deposit match up to $100. MarkBrownPA.com therapistpreferred.com use code five RSN more topics coming up again, as there's heat news, we will give it to you, but we're not just going to stop podcasting. They got a rich history. So Greg and I will get into it all over the next couple of weeks. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.